Welcome to Tigers in 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast hosted by lead writer Christian Fowler, where he brings you the latest interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and more in both football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Here is your host, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody? This is Christian Fowler from Go Tigers 247 here to bring you a special edition of Off the Boards. I spoke with former NBA agent and owner and founder of Babcock Hoops, Matt Babcock, who was at Memphis's Pro Day on Monday. I spoke with him about James Wiseman and Precious Achiwa, about some of the other guys in Lester Quinones, Boogie Ellis, Damian Ball, and DJ Jeffries to get his full opinion on what he saw he recapped Pro Day for us and let us know where he stands on some of Memphis's top prospects. So Matt, before we get started with Monday's Pro Day and some of the things that you saw on Monday, I'm very interested in your career. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, you're a former NBA agent, now you own your own scouting service. So I'm curious, you know, when did you become an agent and when did you transition into more of the scouting side that you're on uh, now? Sure, you know, I, uh... So I started in the agency business pretty much right out of, out of college. I took an internship with Wasserman Media Group, and um, yeah, at that point, I mean, I was I was doing more. I thought I wanted to be a coach, and so I, I helped uh, Dave Yeager, um, who was a G League coach or a D League coach at that time. We did all of their uh, pre-draft workouts uh, for for the agency, um, and there's seven first-round picks: Brandon Roy, Marcus Aldridge, JJ Reddick, Sheldon Williams, uh, a few other guys. Um, so I did that. Took a coaching job in Italy with a pro team. You know, just decided I didn't want to be be a coach. And I was offered a job uh, by, by another agency and did that. And, and sort of the rest of history, I did that for in total 11 years. Um, and almost two years ago, I decided to get out and kind of get back to, to doing stuff that was a little bit more, you know, directly basketball related. So I started doing some scouting and um, did some writing for Sports Illustrated. And here I am. Before we get into the specifics, before we get into James Wiseman, Precious Achiwa, and some of the other players, this pro day as a whole, what does it mean for the University of Memphis? Because this was Memphis's first pro day. They've never had anything like this before. So what does this mean for Memphis? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was big. I mean, it was uh, it was great. I mean, I think there was, you know, towards 70 NBA personnel there. Um you know, and they, they got the they got the new facility. I hadn't been there since they redid it, which which was beautiful. And they got they got talent. I mean, top to bottom. I mean, they're they're a deep team with a bunch of young players that uh, you know are going to have a chance to, to make an impact in the NBA. So Penny Hardaway, this is his second season as Memphis's head coach. Last year they go twenty two and fourteen. Nit wasn't what Penny wanted, but was pretty much what people expected with the talent that was on the roster. So going from that gets the number one class for 2019. Now it's, you know, now they're on a national scale. They're getting pro days and everything. What does it say about Penny for him to have Memphis in this situation in year two? Well, I mean, for one, he can recruit. I mean, <laughs> the players they're getting, I mean, they're, they're uh, I mean, they're beating out everybody to get these players. And so, I mean, I, I didn't see them play live last year. So I don't have a great grip of Penny as, as a coach, um, but he's, you know, he's assembled a great team. I mean, they're, they're, they're forced to be reckoned with you know, on the recruiting front, that's for sure. Absolutely. So the Memphis media was able to watch 30 minutes of the pro day. So basically all we got to see was uh, some standing vert, some running vert, uh, a couple of cone drills and everything. But you were actually there for the entire pro day. You got to watch some of the three-on-threes, the five-on-fives. 
what were some of your takeaways from those team events? Because that you know that's a big part of it. Watching how these guys operate as a team, uh, watching how they play together on the floor in game like situations. So, what were your takeaways from those situations? You know, well, this is a little bit different than watching a practice. I mean, we you know I didn't get a great grip as far as like what they're going to do as a team. You know, as far as their de- defensive concepts and whatnot. Uh, in strategies, but um, I mean, it was very well organized. The, the energy was great. The guys were getting after it. Um, I mean, there was just a really terrific vibe and, and, and energy to the whole gym. Um, you know, so I mean, I expect them to play fast. I expect them to defend. Um, you know, and they've got a lot of players to throw at you. So I mean, I think they're going to really get after it. You know, for an entire game. And then when you look at James and Precious, because those are the obvious two guys that bring scouts. That's why there were 70-plus scouts, because of those two guys. Uh, I'm sure you've watched them before and seen them before, but what was your reaction of, of watching them on Monday, seeing them in person at the Pro Day? Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, I have seen both a number of times. Uh, the one thing that stood out a lot for me was uh, Wiseman's body. I mean, they're clearly getting in the weight room and and uh, taking care of themselves. I mean, he's, he's starting to fill out. His upper body strength has gotten a lot better. And, uh, you know, he's got – I mean, he's just got the natural, you know, physical tools already. I mean, he's seven foot one. I believe he's got a seven foot six wingspan. He's a fluid athlete. Now he adding strength to the equation. I mean, he's he's pretty incredible. And, and you know, with Precious, you know, he uh, he's always – you know, from a physical tool standpoint, he's always been there. I mean, I saw him at the Hoop Summit um, last spring. I mean, he walks in the gym, and he just he just looks like a player. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, th- those two in the front court, um, it's going to be pretty interesting. <laughs> so when you look at James and you spoke about his size and athleticism, which jump off the page pretty immediately, but when you look at the way he runs the floor for being a seven foot one center, the way he's able to post it up, the way he can shoot unlike most seven foot one players, what type of athlete and athlete is he and how rare is it to see a guy of his size move the way that he does? Yeah, I mean it's really unique. Um, you know, he's he's not like freakishly athletic as far as you know jumping out of the gym or anything like that. But he's he's just a very well coordinated kid, and, he, and he's a good athlete. And uh, I mean, you know, for what you guys saw, you know, in the uh, physical testing, I mean, just you know the lateral slide and the you know his lateral quickness for a guy that size. I mean, just that alone is just is is really impressive. And uh, you know, I mean, I think the combination of his size, his fluidity as an athlete. Um, you know, really just allow him to, to kind of do a little bit of everything. I mean, rebounding, blocking shots, running the floor, finishing, and then and then you throw in there, he can shoot from, from outside. I mean, he's in threes. He, uh, yeah, he's special. And like you said, he's not a freakish athlete in terms of his leaping ability or anything like that, but when you're seven foot one, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to be and not necessary to be, but on the flip side of that, Precious Achiwa is a freakish athlete, uh, has a ton of bounce, can play incredible defense if you watch his motor and the way that he plays. As a player overall, what have you seen from Precious Achiwa in the past, and what did you see from him on Monday? Uh, I mean, I felt like I had a pretty good grip of him as a player. Um, you know, he's got he's got all the tools. I mean, the physical tools. I mean, six nine. You know, he's completely completely cut up. You know, physically, he's he's so you know physically developed. Uh, he's a great athlete. I mean, he's got the potential to guard pretty much everybody on the floor. You know, he's got uh, he's got good ball handling skills. I mean, he's got he's got everything that you, you want. I mean, from an NBA standpoint, I mean, everything translates really well. I mean, it's a prototypical, you know, NBA power forward for, for the modern-day game. Um, I, I, do, I do think he, he's a little behind as far as his, uh, his, his basketball IQ. Um, I mean, I think he's really trying to you know, put it all together. And so, I mean, I, you know, from what I understand, he's a pretty sharp kid. 
I think he's going to you know be able to pick stuff up, but he, he needs to he needs to be polished up a little bit just all the way around. Uh, I mean, you know, in the when they were scrimmaging a little bit, I mean, just like little stuff like you know footwork, decision making, you know, missing box outs on rebounds, stuff like that. But I mean, he's you know he's a freshman. I mean, that's not that's not uncommon, and uh, I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it. But that was uh, you know some of the things that I, I'm gonna as I track him, I'd like to see him you know kind of make some strides. Introducing the Two Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. So with the connections and the relationships that you have, have you spoken to any scouts about James and Precious? And if so, what, what's what been the consensus? What have you heard about these guys from other scouts? Yeah, I mean, I, I think guys are pretty much on par with what I'm saying. Um, you know, James, you know, it's early in the season. I, you know, a lot of the scouts, you know, the, the feedback you'll get from them will be pretty vanilla. You know, guys don't want to put their, their neck on the line this early. Um I, I would I would say that you know my impression in my personal evaluation is I mean James it's going to be hard to to imagine him not being the number one pick um, and then with Precious I don't know it, it's really early I I think you know I think the expectations are he's probably going to be a lottery pick it's just a matter of you know is he is he an upside pick or is he is he making strides like as I mentioned as far as polishing things up and butting up his game you know, to where maybe he could even climb even higher to be a high lottery pick um, that's that's sort of what I'm thinking for both guys right now, based on my conversations and, and my personal evaluation. Gotcha. And then when you talk about the overall talent on this team, because as I mentioned, those are the two guys that bring in the scouts, but there's still plenty of talent on this team. Uh, Memphis had six players in the top 100 in the 2019 class. So when you look outside of Precious and James, when you look at Boogie Ellis and DJ Jeffries and Lester Quinones and Damian Ball, what you know? What does this? What did what did Monday do for those guys when when they were able to show in front of the scouts? What did that mean for them? I mean, it was huge. Uh, I mean, for one, I mean, Boogie Ellis, I, I was familiar with. We we'd uh, we'd scouted him at a number of events this summer, um, but I mean, he's he's looking good, and I mean, he's got an NBA type game. Kind of reminds me of Lou Williams a little bit. He is just he is a natural scorer. He, he knows he's good. He's got the right you know the right kind of confidence and swagger to him. Um, I, I really, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be the leading scorer of the team, which is, you know, pretty incredible considering you know, the other talent around him. Um, and he's definitely. I mean, we just did a mock draft on our, our site, which doing it this time of year is, is challenging. But uh, he's not on it, but he's high on our list. Like he's he's right on the fence. I mean, it would not shock me if he were a first round pick this year. Um, the the guy that the the pro day probably helped the most was Damian Baugh. I, I I didn't even know who he was, um, and he's. He's on our radar big time now. I mean, he's he, he's probably going to play in the NBA. It's just a matter of when. Um, and DJ Jeffries, same thing. I mean, highly rated guy. Uh, we we all knew him a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how how he produces this year. But I mean, all, all of those guys, they're they're heavily on our radar for sure. And then I I don't know how how familiar you were with Lester Quinones, but watching him, and I know you didn't get to watch him a ton on Monday. But what did you see from his shot and his form? Because everything we hear from him, everything we've seen from him, is that he does have such a pure shot, such a pure form, and has an opportunity to have a big season as a freshman as kind of one of the more unheralded guys of the 2019 class. So what did you see from Lester on Monday? 
Yeah, no, he could shoot the ball. I mean, he was in shots. I, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with him going into the pro day. Um, I mean, he's got he's got the unique build. I mean, he kind of looks like a football player, uh, you know, more so than a basketball player. I, I'm curious to see how they use him. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. I mean, six five, two forty five. Um, that's that's a big boy, <laughs> and uh, you know, he shoots from outside. Tough kid. Seems like he plays with a pretty good motor. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know him well enough to, to say. You know, from an NBA standpoint, where where he fit in or if he would fit in, um, but I'm, you know, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this team. I mean, he's, you know, I'm assuming he's going to play play a you know decent role with them. So we talked about you know the majority of the stars on this team and who we expect to have big seasons. But was there anyone else on Monday that caught your eye that you didn't expect to see? Like you said with Damian Ball a little bit, is there anybody else that caught your attention? Well, not not on the same level as Damian. I mean, Damian goes from being a guy I didn't know to. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on my mock draft by the end of the year. So, I mean, nobody on that level. Um, I thought Lance Thomas was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I know he had transferred from Louisville. I, I didn't really know him, but he's got, uh, you know, he's got he's got a lot of length, and you know, he's got some, uh, you know, decent ball skills. Just seemed like he had, you know, pretty good feel for the game. I mean, I think he's got a ways to go, uh, but with the you know, prototypical length and the ability to do some things, he's, uh, you know, he's definitely worth us tracking for sure. And then, like you mentioned with Damian Ball, with him being such a riser, and it's it's been the theme. It's been a theme all summer, uh, you know, from the Bahamas, from the Bahamas stretch that they had. Everyone was saying that Damian Ball was the best player there and that he could really make waves and could potentially go be a draft pick because he does have that type of potential and that type of work ethic. Um, and I haven't asked you any specifics on it yet, but what specifically about Damian sold you? Not sold you necessarily because you haven't seen him play yet, but what, you know, what piqued your interest to Damian on Monday? Well, he's got good size, uh, you know, for a point guard. I mean, he's a great athlete. I mean, he's got an incredible motor. I mean, when they start playing, um, I mean, he picks up he picks up the ball defensively, and he is just in the ball handler's butt. And uh, I mean, that's just that's something that translates to the, you know the next level. I mean, there's just not many point guards that, that are capable of picking up full court and uh, being a hawk on the ball. And um, seemed like he had a good you know good feel for the game. Um, I mean, his, his outside shooting seemed a little bit suspect. I mean, that's where. You know, if he's able to show that he's able to hit an open shot from outside, you know that that's that could be a diff, you know a difference maker for him. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really high on that kid. I I'm definitely going to watch him really closely this year. So you know, you did you, you talked about being an agent a little bit and and what you did in your 11 years as an agent. And I'm very curious because I know you've done stories like this before where you look at players from a perspective of an NBA agent. So what? do NBA and I'm going to go back to James and Precious here because like I said those are the most two obvious picks that Memphis will likely have in the 2020 draft what is an agent's perspective on guys like that on James Wiseman who's a potential number one pick and then on Precious Achiwa who's a potential lottery pick well I I don't know I mean it sort of depends on the agent you talk to I mean me personally it's you know you look at a player and you're evaluating market value you know and so it's okay there's two conversations here you talk to an NBA scout about a player, okay, is he ready to play in the NBA or is he ready to be drafted in the NBA? And it's two complete separate things. And, you know, with, with how pro sports is now and, you know, the NBA specifically, there's just a lot of money to be made. So if a guy, a guy is able to get into a situation where, um, you know, his, his draft market is stable to where he's going to get millions of dollars guaranteed to him, you know, that's, that's where it's, uh, you know, an, an interesting, interesting conversation and a, and a hard option for these kids that turn down. Um, so, you know, obviously with James being, you know, potential number one pick in in the draft, I mean, an agent will look at him, okay, what kind of marketing deals could we get in? What, how much would a shoe deal be? 
Um, you know, and Precious is not far behind that. You know, and then the other kids is where the conversation gets a little bit more complicated. Whereas, you know, with Boogie or Damian or DJ, you know, they're, they're right now they're you know they easily could be draft picks. They have some work to do though. So I mean, I think from an agent standpoint, this time of year we would look at it as okay, where where's his market value and kind of keeping a pulse on it you know, throughout the year and figuring out you know if you know should they come out, what's their value, you know, so on and so forth. And then my my last series of questions for you really has to do with the program as a whole. And I know you're not extremely familiar with the program and uh, with Penny. And like you said, you didn't watch the team much last year. But from a national perspective, and I love getting the national perspective on Memphis because I think sometimes we get so uh, we get so locked in on on what we think and what we've seen. So from a national perspective, what do you expect from Memphis this year? And what have you really heard from about Memphis this year? Because I know they've been in the news a ton since back in May when they got the number one class. So overall, you know, what have you heard about Memphis, and what do you think the national view of Memphis is at this point? Yeah, I mean, I sort of touched on it earlier. I mean, you know, just from a recruiting standpoint, I mean, everybody's taking them seriously. I mean, they're, they are getting it done. And so, um, you know, it's a game that is driven by talent. and They, they certainly have the talent. And so, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if they're not being looked at on, on a national stage by everyone, they will be soon. Um, you know, as soon as these games start, I mean, th- this team easily could be a Final Four team this year. And so – um, you know, I, I think people within the industry and basketball circles know know what's going on. But like I said, if, if fans nationwide don't know that they will soon. All right, Matt. Well, I appreciate it, man. That's really all I got for you. I think we I think we really hit on everything. So I really do appreciate you joining me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, anytime. But let me know if, I, if you ever want me to come on again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers in Twenty Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this interview, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.